Ohio. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hotheads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley, and welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, he can be heard each weekday on Energy 941 here in San Antonio, and occasionally he gets, you know, sent out to the garage to think about things for a little bit. Ernie Martinez. <laughs> hey, Ernie. Hey, Dennis. Welcome. I'm just glad I'm not as big, as, big as creep as you are. Okay, well, our uh, next debater is making his debut on Master Debaters, and he can be heard on ESPN San Antonio, James Pledger. Hey, James. What's going on? I guess I'm a first-time debater. You're a first-time debater, but so is our third debater, kinda. Uh, It's also making its debut this week. Let's say hi to the Alpha Dog. Yes. Uh, the Alpha Dog's kind of <laughs> hungry right now. This week, Ernie and James will be competing to rack up more points than the pre-allotted amount the Alpha Dog will have by the end of the show. So all three, well, mainly Ernie and James, I guess the Alpha Dog could also be presenting arguments, but Ernie and James are going to be presenting arguments in an effort to try whenever our judge, who this week is Sam from Dallas. Hey, Sam. Hey, everyone. How you doing? Good. We're doing good. So uh, Sam's job is going to be to analyze and critique each response our contestants give to questions I present throughout the show. Along with asking the questions, though, I'm also the show's referee, so if I hear something that I don't like or maybe merits a penalty, you'll hear this whistle. So before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know our judge, Sam, a little bit better. Ernie, do you have a question for a judge, Sam? Uh, I'll actually kind of go with the, the last question I asked. Uh, the judge the last time I was on, are you a cat person or a dog person? I am very much a dog person. I have one dog of my own and would love to have more. Okay. All right. James, Good to know. do you have a question for a judge, Sam? Uh, sounds like bad news for me in terms <laughs> of going up against Alpha Dog in this debate. <laughs> what... Do you consider recreational fun? Well, I love to play golf, uh, just uh, go work out. I do, uh, you know, some fitness classes and then also uh, play some video games at home and kick back. All right. I think it's time to play. Opening arguments on Master Debaters. Yeah, it's time for opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers the question, and our judge, Sam, will give them a score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. Our first topic, Finland, once again named the happiest country in the world, 
even in the middle of a pandemic. For the fourth year in a row, the World Happiness Report naming Finland world's happiest country. This year, the report tried to understand what effect the pandemic was having on people's well-being. The report's editor is saying in a statement, quote, of all the factors usually supporting happiness, the most important for explaining COVID-19 death rates were people's trust in each other and confidence in their governments, end quote. It's apparently that trust that kept Finland in the number one spot. Inez de Quatera, ABC News. Paris. So, Ernie, do you think the Finnish are actually the happiest 30 seconds? I I think if that report says it, then I actually do believe that. You know, there is some there is some merit to trusting your neighbors, trusting your government, something that we haven't been able to do here in America in a long time. So I think, yes, I think there is merit to uh, Finland being the happiest country because they have those two things, two things that are core and uh pillars to you know being a human being you have to be able to trust that your neighbors got your back you have to be able to trust that your government is going to take care of you in your time of need so yes so that argument holds water for me sam do you trust the argument and what scores do you give zero to ten for that i do i like how you reference the fact that you know the difference between our situation in the u.s and compared to finland and the fact that there's trust so i'm going to go with a nine on that okay yes a hockey referee is out of a job after he was caught on a hot mic admitting he forced a call. The NHL ousted referee Tim Peel, who was overheard during the Nashville Predators-Detroit Red Wings game after he had called a Predators player for tripping, even though the Red Wings player appeared to embellish his fall. There wasn't much, but I wanted to get a penalty against Nashville early. In the-, the NHL said there is no justification for Peel's remark, which the league said went against the cornerstone principle of game integrity. Peel had been an NHL referee since 1999. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. So, James, how widespread do you think this is, and not just the NHL, but in all major sports? 30 seconds. Oh, this is rampant throughout sports. You'll see multiple referees, especially in the NBA, have phantom calls just because they're quote-unquote makeup calls or whatever. Remember, Tim Duncan got ejected from a game here in San Antonio for laughing on the bench, not even a part of the game, at a phantom call that was called by referee Joey Crawford. So, yes, it happened. You see phantom flags in the NFL all the time. Look what happened in the Saints-Rams NFC title game just a few years ago that allowed the Rams to go to the Super Bowl on a blatant pass interference that wasn't called. Okay, Sam, score zero to ten for that. Uh, I think I'm going to go with a nine on this as well. I love the examples uh, of referencing the argument you were making. Very solid points. So I'm going to go with a nine. All right. Well, coming up, space wine. We'll debate that and more next on National Debaters from KTSa. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is. This week, we have Ernie Martinez, James Pledger, and the Alpha Dog competing this week to convince our judge, Sam, from Dallas that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to be a judge on a future edition of Master Debaters, head over to our website, ktsa.com, and enter. So let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake. Master Debater. So in this part of the show, I will give all two of our contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they all take their 30 seconds to respond, our judge will give them each a score of anywhere from 0 to 10 points for their responses. 
First topic, talk about the lengths one goes for some fine wine. A dozen bottles of French wine blast into space a year ago have returned to Earth, and scientists have spent the last few months poring over the details of their experiment. The mission organizer says gravity creates tremendous stress on any living species and accelerates some of the natural progression. Researchers found weightlessness didn't ruin the wine and seemed to energize grapevines brought on board. Snippets of Merlot and Cabernet vines grew faster than those on Earth, despite limited light and water. It's too early for scientists to know why, but they say the cosmic conclusions could start the countdown for grape growing and winemaking in space. Tina Krause, CBS News. So Ernie, would you drink wine from space? 30 seconds. <laughs> you know what? Absolutely. Even though I am not like the world's biggest wine connoisseur or wine drinker for that matter. You know what? If something grows faster, looks better, probably tastes better. Yeah. I'm done, and who knows? They may even be able be able to make wine taste like you know something delicious, like a like a Coca Cola or something. I don't know, Big Red. I don't know, uh, but yes, I would absolutely taste wine from outer space if it was cultivated properly, the grapes were fermented, you know, all those things that go into making wine. Absolutely, yes, I would try wine from outer space. Doesn't mean I would actually like it or keep doing it, but yes, I would try. Pledger, would you drink wine from space? Thirty seconds. I would get drunk on wine from space because this feels like the way everything's coming together better and better with the results that the scientists got back it's probably more potent and they said the chardonnay was reacting better up in space and i'm a kind of a big fan of chardonnays so if i can get some of that with dinner i don't know i might just get wine drunk on all of the space wine and we'll see if the hangover is as bad as a regular wine hangover or not All right, Sam, what scores are you giving Ernie and James, 0 to 10? Well, you know, I can feel the gravity of this judgment right here, but I'm going to give Ernie a 7 on this uh, just because I don't think I would like a Dr. Pepper or Coke-flavored wine. And I'm going to go, Fletcher's going to get 8 on it. Um, you know, I definitely want to uh, know what the gravity-like hangover is going to be from drinking wine like this. All right, now for some jaywalking. Well, Jay walking back. In my heart, I knew it was wrong. Those words from Jay Leno, the former long-running host of NBC's Tonight Show, following decades of jokes he's said about Asians as a whole. He'd repeatedly make jokes about Korean people eating dogs and allegedly made a similar joke during a guest appearance on America's Got Talent, though it never aired. His apology was on a Zoom call with the Media Action Network for Asian Americans, in which he told them that at the time, he genuinely thought the jokes to be harmless. Leno saying, I was making fun of our enemy North Korea, and like most jokes, there was a ring of truth to them. Matt Piper, CBS News. So James, should comedians like Jay Leno have to apologize for jokes made years or even decades ago? 30 seconds. I don't think so, because... Let's face it, we've all said or done things. The most important thing is that we learn from those mistakes and try to rectify them if they had consequences that were unintended, especially with jokes and comedians. Comedians, the entire levity of their situation is to poke fun at a situation, no matter if it's a person's race, nationality, or whatever. And people... They, they revel in this type of humor for the most part, and I'm okay with it as long as it's not 
long-term damaging. Ernie, 30 seconds. You know what? I, no, I don't think so. I mean, comedians shouldn't be held, and people for that matter, we shouldn't be held to these higher standards that society seems to be placing on us these days. Because listen, if you don't make mistakes throughout life, you don't know how to learn and become better from those mistakes. So in a different way of saying kind of what Pleasure said, no, I don't think so. I mean, what the, a comedian's job is to make you laugh. And if they can make you laugh, you know, uh, at, I mean, usually you laugh at the expense of others. But so, so no, I, I, don't, I don't think they should. All right, Sam, what scores do you want to give zero to ten? I'm going to give an eight for both. I think very similar arguments, but both very valid. All right. There's a petition drive to boot a game show stand-in. Welcome to Jeopardy. It is such an honor to be a guest host. No, Twitter posts call for Dr. Oz to be removed. Just two days into a two-week stint, they cite a 2014 scolding from senators for hyping dubious weight loss products and a letter from colleagues who called for his removal from Columbia University's medical school faculty. A year ago, Dr. Oz said he misspoke when he told Fox News opening schools could cost just 2 to 3 percent of total mortality and the trade-off might be something for parents to consider. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So Ernie, is Dr. Oz guest hosting Jeopardy a big deal? 30 seconds. No, the bigger deal is Dr. Oz going on Fox News. That's the bigger deal. Like, why would you even want to go on a network like that? As If he's hosting Jeopardy, let him host Jeopardy. Let him ask the questions. Let him, you know, award points to the contestants. There's really no harm in that. I don't think. I think the bigger, the bigger thing is going on Fox News. Like I think, you know, a, a, a network that you know just routinely spews out lies. I think that does more damage to his credibility than going on Jeopardy. One hundred and fifty thousand percent. James, thirty seconds. What is it with cancel culture these days? Why are we trying to pull everybody off for things that they've done in their past? I mean, let's look at Dr. Oz. He's there to dole out points and read questions and try and get answers from contestants. I don't have an issue with this. I don't have an issue that he was on Fox News. And I don't have an issue with what he said because early in the pandemic, we were all making guesses that ended up turning out to be factually wrong in the grand scheme of things. It's like we're not even allowed to make mistakes anymore, and it's not fair. All right, Sam, what scores you want to give 0 to 10? I think I'm going to give Ernie a 9 on this one. I really like the, the point uh, about Fox News and basically how that's a more kind of a, a more uh, typical situation for somebody to go into. And a pleasure, I want to give an eight because I think I don't think there's any defense for the comments about mortality when it comes to kids. Um, not that you were defending that, but I didn't hear any deference against it. So I'm going to give an eight on that one. All right. Next topic, payback for sports fans who were hoping to watch games that never happened. Maybe it was the NBA playoffs, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup or a baseball package. Millions of cable and satellite television subscribers paid millions of dollars to watch live sports that did not exist once the pandemic hit. Now, nearly 4 million of those subscribers in this state who were charged for live sports received nearly $76 million in rebates. The state attorney general's office had written to cable and satellite television providers like AT&T, Dish Network, and others to say no one should be forced to pay for something they aren't receiving, especially during a pandemic. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. So, James, should you get money back for sports programming you didn't get to watch? 30 seconds. 
be fair, the only thing we really didn't get to watch during the pandemic was the NCAA tournament. And I get that that's a big deal and it's coming back now and it's a huge moneymaker. But we got Major League Baseball. It was delayed. The NBA playoffs, it was delayed, but we got it. I mean, we ended up having more sports over a short period of time overlapping each other this year than we've had in the history of my lifetime and just being able to focus on sports and i thought it was one of the coolest things this year i would love to get money back but i don't think that we missed very much of sports during the pandemic except the very beginning of it ernie 30 seconds well freaking lutely people should be given their money back for sports that they paid for that they didn't receive i mean if you think about the entire sports experience during the pandemic it was not the same as the price it was when you paid it watching nba games in full with no fans not being able to go to the games some star players not being able to compete in the game i mean if you tell me that i'm going to pay a hundred dollars to go see uh, the Los Angeles Lakers without LeBron James, there's no freaking way I'm paying that 100 bucks. No way. Sam, 0 to 10 points. What do you want to give out? I think both debaters made great points. I want to give them a 9 for each. Uh, you know, I, I was definitely devastated by the NCAA tournament being canceled last year because of the one time my alma mater made it. But, you know, there was a lot, you know, we compensated for those sports and then also, but we did get plenty of options as well and the new exposure in the all right, next topic. An accused double murderer in Southern California was done in by a Zoom call. A 32-year-old man in El Tatita, California, outside Los Angeles, was arrested and charged with suspicion of murder after he was allegedly seen dragging a body in the background of a Zoom work call. A colleague called 911, and deputies arrived to find the bodies of a 67-year-old woman and her 69-year-old brother, both the mother and uncle of the suspect, had been fatally stabbed. Carol Brown was an administrator at Pasadena City College. Jim Crisilda, CBS News. All right, we're going to start with Ernie. Give me your best reasoning for why this happened or why it may have been a quote-unquote good idea for the suspect in this case. 30 seconds. <laughs> oh, man, you flipped it on me. I was so ready with my response. Um, so this was a good thing because, you know, when you, I guess when you are a criminal, you don't really look around at, at what's happening kind of around you. You're just so focused on not getting caught, uh, not realizing that people have a phone in their pocket now, not realizing that you may be on a Zoom call. So uh, this may have been a good idea just because the the kidnappers or the burglars or whomever it was just ended up thinking like, yeah, hey, look, we're not going to get caught, so why not do it? I can go to the bank right now and steal $10,000, but that doesn't mean that, that, that it's a good idea because I definitely know I would get caught. All right, James, why do you think the suspect thought this was a good idea? 30 seconds. He obviously didn't put any thought into it because you got to look around for options and you have to realize that during the pandemic, everything's on video now. And the whole world is being videotaped and you have to be aware of that. So you have to keep your eyes out for people who may be sitting in their living room on a call with a computer facing towards the window. Like this is just poor planning on his part. I don't think it was a good idea for him at all. And I don't think there's any justification for why he should have thought. That so now this guy is accused of double murder. So, I mean, there, there's that whole other side of the argument, too, of. <laughs> I mean, why kill people to begin with, let alone do it when someone has a Zoom work call? But Sam, scores, what do you want to give out, 0 to 10? 
Yeah, no double murder comments, but I think both guys still deserve a seven on each. An airline is in the spotlight for telling its pilots to hold off on getting vaccinated due to a rise in travel. According to a memo obtained by CBS News, American Airlines subsidiary Piedmont Airlines discouraged pilots from rolling up their sleeves last weekend due to a high demand for flying. The note stated they should reschedule their vaccine for later in the month. Sources say the employees were denied the time off because there weren't enough pilots to cover their shift. The FAA prohibited its pilots from flying 48 hours after receiving a shot. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. So, James, if your employer told you to not get the vaccine because you're going to be too busy, would you not get the vaccine? 30 seconds. Absolutely not. Uh, the vaccine is the one thing that I think everybody agrees on. Like, if you've got a chance to get it, get it because it's in short supply. And they're trying to put, just put needles in arms, as they say. And I get the, the safety of not wanting them up for 48 hours after the shot. But the airlines are going to have to find a way around this because advising people not to get the vaccine is completely contrary to everything that we've been learning and hearing about uh, as safe throughout this pandemic. Ernie, 30 seconds. Hey, no, I think it's a whole nother reason why uh, Finland is the happiest co- happiest country in the world and America is wherever America is, right? We put uh, profits ahead of people's health. And when you do that, there that erodes the trust, right? That we talked about in the first question, erodes the trust between, you know, your company and their employees. If I was an airline pilot for that company, I'd be like, I'm out, peace. Y'all have a good one. Go have a great time finding airlines that do not want to get the vaccine because I am out. All right. Before I go to Sam, I just want to say, uh, Pledger, the the line about putting needles in arms, out of context, you know, a little little sketchy sounding, little you know, little uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, but Sam, what what did you think about the argument? Zero to ten. Well, I thought both arguments were great, and as a person who just got my second needle in my arm yesterday, I want to give everybody a 10 in celebration. Oh, hey. Well, coming up, our debaters have some things they want to talk about. We'll let them hash it out next on Master Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Ernie Martinez, James Pledger, and the Alpha Dog, who are all working to coerce our judge, Sam, from Dallas, to give them more points than their fellow competitors. So let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. So our debaters, before the show came in with a topic they wanted to talk about, a case they want to present our to our judge... We'll each get 60 seconds to do so. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatant wishes to challenge, they will get 30 seconds each, or in this case, themselves, after the case is done being presented. Now, after all those challenges, the original presenter will get 30 seconds of their own to address the challenger. But if they change their topic from what they had sent in, uh, they will get an automatic five-point penalty. There are also now more points at stake. Our judge, Sam, can give up to 20 points at the end of each topic, or can take away up to 20 points from everyone, whether they presented the argument, issued a challenge, or chose to stay quiet throughout the whole argument. So right now our points leader is Ernie. So Ernie, you get to start with your 60-second argument. So my 60-second argument is all about 
this vaccine. And I really don't understand why some people are choosing not to get the vaccine. I, 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 I think for the life of me, you've always been taught ever since you were a kid, right? Ever since you were in school, you need your rubella vaccine to go to school. You need your measles vaccine to go to school. You need all these other things. Even our dogs need vaccines from rabies. And like my dog has a vaccine just from a rattle, from rattlesnake bites. Right. So we all need vaccines. These are things that we use to keep us healthy. So I don't understand why, you know, so many people are just against vaccines. Like, do you really think Bill Gates and the government are trying to put microchips in your arms? If you do, we should just get you a, a foil helmet to kind of go around your head while you get the vaccine. I really just for the life of me cannot understand why someone uh, who, I guess, ironically, doesn't really care about their neighbor anyway, right, doesn't want to get the vaccine to help protect them and others around them. All right. So no challenge from James means we go to Sam. So, Sam, what scores you want to give Ernie and James for their argument and non-argument, negative 20 to 20? I mean, the fact is, 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 is Ernie made a lot of the great points to the fact that there is no argument against this. So I don't know what Butcher would have been able to do to counteract it. So I think both of them, you know, deserve, I think Ernie, I'm going to give him an 18 on this for the argument itself. And I believe Butcher made the right choice in not arguing, but I, I don't want to give all credit, um, equal credit in that. So I'm going to go with a 17 there. Okay. So James, your 60 second argument starts now. I am going to argue that NCAA president Mark Emmert should be stepping down from his role as the president of the NCAA after multiple, multiple miscalculations and handlings of certain things within multiple uh, avenues of the NCAA, including his latest misstep in saying he would told the NCAA players that were using the hashtag not NCAA property protest last week that he would talk to them about their protest after the tournament finished, which after the tournament finishes is no longer an issue for them to continue to have to use it because they're either graduating or like most of these guys are going pro after this anyway. And this is all about fair and equal pay. For why, these athletes why, why do you even need, why do you even need dollars. an NCAA? Why do you even need an NCAA? We don't even need it. Like athletes, they are being exploited right now. College actually, we don't even need an NCA. So forget about Mark or whoever that guy is. No one really cares. We don't even need an NCA. Let these guys fend for themselves. Ernie, Sorry. Ernie got heated. Ernie, well, here's your thirty seconds. You're gonna get a penalty, but thirty seconds. Oh damn! Why do we even need an NCAA? Right? Like we were talking about this guy, whatever his name is, Mark Emmerich, who's the president of the NCAA. We don't even need an NCAA. We need college athletics to be fair. Yes, absolutely, 100%. But I think they would actually be more fair if there was no NCAA involved. They make billions and billions and billions of dollars off of all of these athletes. So why not let them earn a little bit of a living so they can, they can actually eat or take their girlfriend to a movie or go hang out with friends, buy, buy some friends dinner? Why right. do we even need an NCAA? James, your 30-second rebuttal. You need an NCAA to help at least limit cheating and scandals across the state. 
everything needs a governing body, otherwise it's the Wild West. So the NCAA is needed in that capacity, but this is a man who has led the NCAA astray on multiple fronts, including their latest TV deal, which he allowed to roll over, sacrificing billions of dollars for the NCAA itself, which could actually help perpetuate the payment of athletes, which they don't do yet and are still trying to. All right. So uh, before I go to Sam, Ernie, it's a five-point penalty for uh, jumping in early in uh, Pledger's argument. Uh, and I forgot to mention la- uh, before uh, we went to Pledger for his argument, you always got a five-point penalty for not submitting uh, your topic beforehand, and James also got a five-point penalty. Handing out the penalties like they're candy. Sam, how many points are you giving out, <laughs> negative 20 to positive 20? Well, I, I liked I liked both arguments, the rebuttal and all and, and such. I really like Pledger's point about, you know, it's not necessarily the – governing body itself it's the person at the top of it i mean we've seen it with our own government the difference that you know a person that's you know responsible being in charge like makes a difference um so i'm going to give him a 19 on that and i agree with ernie a lot of his points but i still think that not enough was given on to why we shouldn't have an ncaa so i'm going to go with a 17. okay well coming up who is going to win will be ernie will be james Maybe it'll be the Alpha Dog. Find out next. Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And that argument, it ends right here, right now. It's a battle this week between Ernie Martinez, James Pleasure, and a mystery Alpha Dog. To convince our judge, Sam from Dallas, that their argument is the best argument. But now it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debater. So this is where it all gets figured out, where it all gets decided in a five-minute melee. I'm going to give out a topic, and our two contestants will hash it out for a whole five minutes. No more, no less. Five minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start, and everyone else, by everyone else, I mean the other debater, (laughs) will get to join in (laughs) after the bell has rung. So the contestant with the fewest points is Ernie. So uh, the topic. Emmy-winning actress and Arrested Development star Jessica Walter has died. Best known in recent years for playing the outrageous Bluth matriarch Lucille on Arrested Development. I'll be in the hospital bar. Uh, you know, there isn't a hospital bar, Mother. This is why people hate hospitals. Actress Jessica Walter died Wednesday at her home in New York City. Her daughter, Brooke Bowman, said in a statement, A working actress since 1960, Walter's standout roles included the character of Evelyn in Clint Eastwood's directorial debut, Play Misty for Me. An Emmy win is the star of the NBC detective show Amy Prentice, and Emmy nominations for The Streets of San Francisco, Trapper John M.D., and Arrested Development. Jessica Walter was 80. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. So Arrested Development is one of my favorite TV shows. Ernie, you're going to start the debate. What would you say is the best TV show ever made? Five minutes starts oh. now. Oh, man, what a loaded question. Um, you know, first of all, I have to pass on my condolences to uh, the actress and her family. Uh, anybody who was in Trapper John MD uh, was is a historical treasure in my book. So now back to the question, right? Which are the, what is the best TV show ever made? I am going to go with 
something that probably you can't really even compare with right now, uh, The Office on NBC. There are so many memes, so many relevant, memorable characters from that show, so many great one-liners. Oh, man. But you know what? I think if you actually combine The Office and Parks and Recreation, you would have the probably greatest show of all time. But I really do have to go with The Office. I mean, who can match, you know, Steve Carell other than maybe um, the original creator of, of The Office series, right? Who can match that? Who can, you know, play Jim Halpert the way that um, – Oh, crap. What's the name of the guy's name now? I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, the goofy looking dude who can play Jim Halpert the way that he did, who can play Pam the way that she did. And all those little moments, they just let you in on what's going on inside their office by giving and breaking down that fourth wall, looking at the camera, giving the camera a little wink and a smile. You know, so that's why I think, you know, The Office is definitely one of the best, greatest shows of all time. You're so off base, Ernie. The greatest TV show of all time actually does star Jessica Walter, only she plays a voice actor in the character Archer as Mallory Archer, Sterling Archer's mother. And this is a great TV show for so many reasons. (laughs) Most importantly of those reasons is its ability to find humor on multiple scales. From the highest of highbrow humor to the lowest hanging fruit, they can find it all and in between. Whether it's uh, phrasing jokes or just being able to brush up on people that have to go back and figure things out later on. Like when they ask Sterling what his blood type is and he says, who am I, Carl Landsteiner? It flies over a lot of people's heads at a lot of different times. But if you know who Carl Landsteiner is, he is the man who discovered blood types so he knew the dude that discovered blood types but not his own blood types and it's just a different kind of humor and it's so well written through so many seasons and everything weaves and comes back to different jokes and then once something starts to die they let it die it's very funny i've enjoyed every season of archer up to this uh current season and it's just incredibly well written. I think really close on that list, you got to put Seinfeld. It's one of those shows. Oh like my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, other other than you, name me one other person that knows any of the characters on the show Archer. The characters on The Office are legendary. When the, when people say when people say the words. Um, uh, Steve Carell, you automatically relate him to playing, you know, the the lead in the office. The forty year old virgin. I agree with you. No, no, <laughs> they immediately, they immediately tie him to his character in the office. They immediately, like all of those one liners, and and some of the ap- the episodes. Oh my gosh, are so classic on the office. You have your diversity day episode. Everybody goes through that training, and they know what it's so uncomfortable. You know, going through the going through that training with your HR rep. Everybody's been in those situations, which is part of what makes it so amazing and and so, and, and the greatest show that that has been on TV really like ever. Just because it's so relatable, 
to the everyday worker that knows and goes into an office, has an HR rep. We all have those annoying, annoying yeah, folks. Sterling that annoy Archer us has an HR rep too. Her name is Pam. So yes, there are lots of parallels that can be drawn between these two sitcoms, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that it's any better than the other. What makes it better is the fact that the way the jokes are told and crafted and the way the story winds together. You can look at it in certain ways and go, well, Pam's just dumb for staying with that jerk for as long as she did and not realizing that Jim was the person she should have been with all along. So, Sam, what's your favorite TV show? Well, the 100-point answer would have been the greatest television show in history, Survivor. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and yes, the answer to the question is that show is still on. Um, I... Also, though, am a huge fan of both The Office and Archer. I would say that The Office is probably my favorite one. However, I am taking points off from Ernie for not knowing the name of John Krasinski right off the bat. So I'm going to go with an 85 there. And I do love Archer. I think Ledger could have done a little bit more with some of the humor, talking about some of the great jokes that they've told on the show, but I'm still going to give him an 84 on this one. I'm going to keep it close. Okay, well, let's see how close it is as we do some math let's go alpha dog i'm pulling for you math smart oh boy okay let's don't forget to carry the two oh damn it forgot that let me redo it okay so after some very extremely heated discussion about very, very, very controversial topics. I mean, we, we had all the controversial topics you could possibly hit on this week's edition of Master Debaters. It is time to name this week's Master Debater. In third place, with 159 points, Ernie. Hey! In second place, with 172 points, James Pledger, which means this week's winner, yes! with 173 points, is the Alpha Dog. Yes. I love it. Sam yep. just added another dog. I yep. love my dog. The pre-allocated amount was 173 points. Here's the Alpha Dog celebrating. <laughs> Now, it sounds like the Apple Dog has a few more friends. It's hard to tell if they're actually friends or not. This is what happens when you give dogs 60 seconds to celebrate. You know, you guys could have prevented this. If you, if you had racked up more points... You, you could have, you know, prevented us from having to... All right, we get it, dogs. We get it. You're happy. Okay. And he's throwing hard. Let him have it. Is that it? Is that all you got? Good puppies. Such good puppies. All right. Sit down. 
Well, that's it. <laughs> Big thank you to our three, well, two contestants this week. Uh, Ernie Martinez, who you can check out on Energy 941 each weekday here in San Antonio. James Pledger, who you can hear on The Blitz with uh, Rob and Jason on ESPN San Antonio. And the Alpha Dog, who won. And a big thanks to a judge this week, Sam from Dallas. Master, Good job, Sam. Master Debaters is a production of XF Studios and KTSA San Antonio. You can learn all about the show. You can find past episodes of Master Debaters online at KTSA.com or even on your favorite podcasting app. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071.